0: Hello all. My name is Hannah Morell. I am a financial wellness coach with Pacific Stoa financial coaching and YouAreWorthCoach.com, And this is miserable is not enough. Uh, I thought maybe for an episode or two, we would talk about positive behavior change, long-term positive behavior change. Cause I think that's kind of what we're all after sort of in general. Um, and it's hard and it sucks and that's okay to uh, to recognize that it does. So I think over the next two or three episodes, I'll cover a couple um, tactics and strategies that I've used uh, with my own clients that have helped people recognize some long-term behavior, positive behavior change. Um, and certainly each one of these can be taken separately or, um, or you can... And develop and envelop them and evolve them together. So today I wanted to talk about um, um, habit or routine or ritual anchoring. Um, and I'll put a link in the notes to um, where I'm referencing this from because I did not create the idea of habit anchoring, but we are adapting it because sometimes we want things to be a habit and sometimes we want things to be a routine or a ritual. So let's kind of stop here, pause here, and talk about the difference between a habit and a ritual or routine. Uh, So a habit is unthinking. you if we had to think about literally everything that we did, did sorry, how you put on socks, right? How you shift from second to third if you drive a stick shift? Um, our brains would go crazy. So habits are yet another shortcut that our brains take to um, um, to not have to think about everything at all times. So um, I, I am told that. We're not supposed to have brushing our teeth be a habit. That it needs to be a little mindful. Um, I've been told that by a dentist. So have, dentists don't want our toothbrushing to necessarily be a habit. So let's take the toothbrushing. Let's think about it a little bit. If it's a habit, you kind of uh, mindlessly grab the toothbrush, the toothpaste. You maybe you squeeze it from the top like a monster. I don't know. Uh, no judgment if you squeeze your toothpaste from the top. Um, and you brush your teeth for 45 seconds, right? Zha, 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 and you're done, right? That's kind of the habit version. So you're not even really thinking about it. Um, why I was told by a dentist that it needs to not be a habit, that there needs to be a little bit more mindfulness is it like we need to be brushing our teeth longer, right? So we need to have some awareness about how long we are brushing our teeth. And that requires it to be a routine or a ritual. Um, I mean you can use the routine. The word routine, just like we would have, as if it was a computer program, right? It's still fairly simple. It's still smooth. There's still a lot of flow to it for us. There's not a lot of friction there with the routine, um, but it requires a little bit more thoughtfulness. And we could probably fold in some if-then type things, like if I'm running low on toothpaste, I'll notice it. If I'm you you know evaluating how much toothpaste I have, we're really drilling down on the toothbrushing thing. Um, So so that is sort of the simplest explanation about the difference between a a habit, which is very, very fast and requires no thought, and a routine or a ritual, which is still fast, but not as fast. So it automatically folds in some intentionality and some mindfulness and some awareness, which if you've been listening to this podcast or you've worked with me, you know that awareness uh, is one of the biggest things that we can do to make long-term positive changes. And you'll hear me talk about awareness and all the time. So let's, uh, let's talk about routine or ritual or habit anchoring. So anchoring is basically where you're going to tie the routine ritual or habit that you want to build to an already existing habit ritual or routine Um, works. The problem, (laughs) this is the weird part is, The problem is you have to know that you're doing the habit. And if you know that you're doing it, it, it's kind of, it's difficult to find the habits that you already have because they're habits. You're doing them quickly and without thought. So that's sort of the hardest part of this is anchoring. Um, So once you do that, if you identify that you have a routine, this is my toothbrushing routine. This is my um, getting ready to go to the store routine. Um, This is my, uh, I don't know. Uh, this is my, this is my bill paying routine. This is my spending routine. This is my, if you, you're going to attach another behavior to that one, you're going to tie it together and they don't have to have anything to do with each other. So frequently this comes up when I'm working with someone who's beginning tracking, um, which is something we talked about in episode, um, sorry, season one. So we talk about tracking it's weird, right? I'm asking you to write down what you spend money as close to the time that you spend money on it. And that's an odd, unusual new behavior. And it's hard to develop that routine. Um, so most people, 80% of people track on paper, so they need to keep track of their tracker. They need to know where their notebook is. And I was working with a client who's having a really hard time just knowing where her notebook was. So she developed a habit anchor or in this routine anchor is that every time she went to the bathroom, she would, cause I'll go to the bathroom, wash her hands. And then she just put her eyes on the notebook. Right. So she didn't have to pick it up. She didn't have to do anything. She just knew where it was. She just looked at it. Right. So that's the way she went for a couple days. So go to the bathroom, wash your hands. Where's my notebook? go to the bathroom, wash my hands. Where's my notebook over and over and over again for about two days. And then after that, it became, that became much, much easier. So she taught her brain that little checklist. So then she started picking her notebook up and opening it. Did I forget something? So then it became go to the bathroom, wash my hands. Where's my notebook. Did I forget something? Go to the bathroom, wash my hands, find my notebook. Did I forget something? right? So now she's tracking. Now she's doing it easily. She's not even thinking about it. And certainly, like if you go to the bathroom, I don't know, do we go to the bathroom like six times a day? This has gotten a little gross. I apologize. Um, Certainly, she doesn't need to be asking herself that six times a day. And it sort of found its own sort of natural rhythm to about twice a day. But it was still attached to um, going to the bathroom. So, that would be my my encouragement is for you to look for existing habits, routines, or rituals that you already have. And again, habits are a little hard to notice just because they're so fast and they're so unthinking. Rituals and routines are easier to notice. And to oh, sorry, tank again uh, is to notice those uh, the your existing rituals, routines, or habits and to tie a behavior change that you want to that. And I'm going to be real specific here that this is an experiment. So I don't want you to be evaluating yourself. Like if if my client had noticed that the tying the knowing where my notebook was to going to the bathroom, if that didn't work for her, that doesn't mean that she sucks. It means that we're going to try something else. Right. So you are evaluating the trial the experiment the the process the system but you are not evaluating you and it takes some trial and error sure take some experimentation and that's okay so you will find the routines and rituals and habits um, that work for you um, so that's my my first word of caution is please don't evaluate yourself and your behavior uh your worth right um evaluate the experiment itself and my second one would be anything that has to do with your money, um, specifically spending, the goal is not to have that be a habit. We need to um, have some more mindfulness with our spending. So having a ritual or routine around spending is fine and spending tracking, of course, but those things will never be a habit. So if 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 you and I were working on tracking, I, I would be very, very explicit that Tracking will never be a habit and it should not be because it needs to have some more mindfulness to it. So I'll close that up for now. Um, And on the next one, we'll talk about another strategy that you can use to implement some long-term behavior change, long-term positive behavior change in your life. Thank you so much for listening. See you in two weeks. Bye. One last thing. I've noticed over and over and over again with clients of mine that procrastination comes up as a reoccurring and frequent enemy to what they want to accomplish in their lives, financially and otherwise. I'm betting you've heard yourself or somebody else say something like, I never have enough time. I need to get better at managing my time. I'm always in a rush. Uh, I'm lazy. Um, and sometimes I even just hear people saying, I procrastinate. So if procrastination is something that's holding you back from getting what you want, um, I have good news. I've heard my clients um, and I understand that because procrastination is such a big deal, I've put procrastination off into its own five session program. And I'm offering that now um, separately from my normal financial coaching. Um, so while certainly addressing procrastination helps our finances heal, um, this five session program doesn't directly deal with uh, finances. It's designed specifically to help recover from procrastination. And we'll talk about um, what your life would look like with procrastination. And we'll be talking about procrastination being part of a larger disease, part of a larger cycle and what we can do to slow that down. So I'll put some information about where you can go uh, to sign up for an info session for the new procrastination program and i'd I'd love to have you take part in that thank you very much and i'll talk to you soon bye-bye the tools concepts strategies and processes covered in this curriculum coaching and podcast are meant to be used for your personal development and or in the partnership with the tools that you are already using in the service of your community if you are considering seeking compensation or contracts using this financial coaching curriculum please reach out to Pacific STOA for more information on the financial wellness coach certificate and exclusive licensing.